0: Let's do it. Well, actually, it's short bus in, the, in some kind of ways. But we decided, you know what? There's only so many bad movies in a row you can kind of take. And we're missing out in these discussions talking about the stuff that we really do like. So we decided to branch off, if you will, and start this new little thing as well that we're going to kick in from time to time. And it's just called The Good Stuff. So... We're not abandoning the the format of what we've done. We've got plenty of trash to talk about. But every once in a while, we like, you know, hey, let's talk about something we actually do enjoy. And uh, this is going to be the the first one. So if you're new to the show, then you've got a lot of catching up to do. And this one's going to be different than the rest of the formats that we do. But I am Rick. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm joined by the coolest, my partner, who always rides on the bus with me, Mr. Johnny Krug. What's up, my brother?
1: What is up, man? It's it's cool we get to come do this today because uh you know, this is a nice beacon of positivity in the uh, podcasting realm <laughs> opposed to as opposed to like you know, us doing another uh, Battlefield Earth or something.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it gives, gives us a chance a to, break. to stretch a little bit, right? And uh, oh, start yeah. looking at, you know, all right, there 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 is some light on the other side of the tunnel somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, and, and, and the funny thing is you were saying earlier, you know, um, we were going to do something we like. This movie, I, I remember telling people about this movie that we're doing today, which is Trick or Treat from 1986, I believe. Well, yep. I remember talking to people about this in the early 2000s when it, you know, I got that little cheap DVD of it with Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. on the cover. <laughs> and they literally, yep. wasn't even pictures of them from the movie. It was just like them on tour. Right. <laughs> and uh, I remember like talking to people i knew and friends and stuff and they're like oh man that movie's the worst it's so cheesy and stupid and i'm like i love that movie <laughs> but so i mean some of our listeners might feel like this is a short bus uh continuation but you know for you and i i know we both have a really uh deep fondness for this movie which is awesome oh, yeah. uh, it gets confused a lot of times with uh, there's a uh, trick I think it's Trick or Treats. It's another 80s movie, but it's a slasher from I think like 82. Yep. This movie hits on a lot of the just a lot of the right
0: notes. It was perfect at the time that it came out because it's right at the height of the satanic panic stuff that was going on. I mean, it was right where I was as a teenager. These this was the music I was listening to. These were the bands. It, it just works. And you know, the think about it, even reviewing it again, going back and watching it, it's a whole bunch of fun. So, for the ones, like you said earlier, Johnny, that was, said this is a horrible movie, go back and watch the ones that we have covered. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll come back going, this is a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, like this movie, I mean, pro- production values and everything, it's just, it's far and above most of the stuff we cover on the show.
0: So, what we'll do is we're going we're gonna to take a little short break, take a pause for the cause. We'll be right back with Trick treat, treat! See you in a second, sucker. <laughs> Get out
2: of the way! <laughs> All I know is today's October the thirty-first. Thirty-one backwards is thirteen. It's Friday. It's Halloween. It's the thirteenth anniversary of the lawnmower killings. It's a crazy loose. It's prom night. Hi, this is Tracy Savage, Debbie, from Friday the 13th, Part 3. For the best podcast ever on old slasher movies, be sure you find Hysteria Continues. You will be glad you did. And hey, stay out of Crystal Lake, okay?
1: Every episode, we celebrate a classic slasher movie, such as Friday the 13th, Halloween, My Bloody Valentine, Happy Birthday to Me, and
0: uh, Crazy Fat Ethel 2. The hysteria continues, bringing Slash with Panache since 2011. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all good podcatchers.
2: And now for our feature presentation. And
1: we are back with Trick or Treat from 1986. The IMDb score for this is a 5.8. And again, I like I was saying, I mean, I just watched a movie the other day, and I don't remember what it was, but it was garbage. And I remember the score was like an 8-something. So I assumed that it was <laughs> the entire casting crew went on there and, you know, rated it. Because I, I feel like this, I don't know. I mean, I would rate this higher, but, you know, again, this may come off as cheesy and silly to other people. One funny thing about this on IMDb, though... It's first build is a comedy. Wow. Yeah, this movie is not a comedy. I mean, it has comedic moments, but they're not like they, there's no lingering comedy stuff in it. It just it's weird um, because it says yes, yeah, it's comedy horror music, and usually the first the first one on IMDb is usually what the movie primarily is, and so I I, I, I don't know. I saw a comedy. And I'm like, well, oh, that's that can be further from the truth.
0: Right. Well, well I guess it's because. Um, one is when this came out, you had you know movies like Reanimator happening. You had Evil Dead 2. so you had all these horror movies that had the the fun element to it. So I don't know if just because somebody is taking it and run it with that, or it's just the fact of it's an actual timepiece where the people dressed you know with with Judas Priest looking outfits and all this kind of stuff. Maybe they you know. Tally that up to being comedy? I don't know. That's uh, kind of what I thought, but I, I again, I, I still don't,
1: you know. Because you can find that in any horror movie, you know, them being dated. Sure. Or, one thing right off the bat I want to tell everybody is this was directed by Charles Martin Smith, <laughs> who is most famous for Air Bud. Right. <laughs> and that was just shocking to me when I looked it up, because he's done a lot of wholesome stuff, but I, when I saw Air Bud on there, I was like, whoa, this dude like created that franchise. I mean, they're still making those movies. <laughs> I mean, he must be like a billionaire with all the spinoffs and sequels. I'm
0: just There's waiting like, for Air, Air, Bud, Air Bud 7, you know, Sammy Kerr lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, but, and also, uh, another funny thing about this is... This movie is written by Rhett Topham, which is a name I'm not very familiar with. But uh, he did 976 Evil, so his his other movie was kind of in the same vein as this, too. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and another movie I think is a lot of fun and just, you know, don't take it seriously, just have fun with it. Um, so when I saw that those were t- his two movies that were most notable, I was like, oh, that's that makes perfect sense. Because y- you could double bill both of those.
0: And that's the thing, too, is, you know, of course there's other movies like this that are kind of out there. You had Rock and Roll Nightmare, you had, you know, Black Roses, which are fun, but to me they're just not in the same caliber as this one for some reason. It's the music. I think them having a
1: legitimate band do the soundtrack, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, man, Fastway did all the music in this, and, and before this movie I had no idea who Fastway was, Yeah. but this soundtrack
0: is start to finish just a banger just really is. good and I always tell everybody this story but man I went through in the 80s I went through at least three cassettes just wearing this thing out every song was and for them it was kind of a what they considered their best material they kind of threw it together off of two or three different albums you know I, I was kind of the same way and then when you find out the story behind what Fastway is they're kind of legendary because it's the guitar player from Motorhead I didn't know that yeah, so so the fast comes from you know fast you know fast Eddie, you know the guitar player mm-hmm. from from uh, Motorhead, and then Way came from Pete Way, who was the best play, bass player in, in UFO. Oh, cool. So. They were combining to make this band. It was going to be called Fastway, and by the time they got the contract and everything settled, Pete Way could no longer do it, but, but uh, Eddie went ahead and kept the name. So the guitar player you're hearing in all this stuff is, you know, the dude from Motorhead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. That's awesome. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Of course, you know, the lead singer went on. He's in, what is it, Flogging Molly or something like that. So, I mean, you know, there's a Is lot he really? of interesting stuff about this band. Yeah.
1: Aren't they a Are They're the Irish punk
0: band, right? Yeah. Uh, exactly, and yeah. of course, if you see the if you see what the guy actually looks like, he is straight up. Yeah, he fits the bill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, he's got some pipes on him. I'll tell you that because. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what, my favorite song in the soundtrack is uh, was it Hold On to the Night. Yeah, yeah, it's hey, too. Yeah, he has some notes, man, in that that chorus that are just outstanding.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I, I have an absolute love for for that soundtrack, man. It, it, if anything, still holds strong. Even my daughter, you know, who didn't even grow up in this time period, she likes the movie, but she loves the soundtrack even more. So that says a lot about it. Oh yeah, um, this movie stars Mark
1: Price, who most of you will know from Family Ties, right? Yeah, Skippy, Skippy, yeah, um, and Tony Fields plays Sammy Kerr, the uh, Shock Rock icon in this movie. And a uh, fun fact about him is he actually was like a dancer, choreographer, and uh, he, he started off as a solid gold dancer.
0: He's, he was on solid gold. I mean, even when they were making this movie, he was still on solid gold. Yeah, yeah. He was on there from uh, like the late 70s to the mid 80s.
1: And it shows that he also did a lot of dance and choreography for Michael Jackson, uh, most notably Thriller. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, to me, that's really awesome, because that's one of the most iconic videos for choreography. is definitely one of them. I mean, oh, everybody tries cool. to imitate Thriller Dance.
0: <laughs> yeah. So did you see the, the alternate names for this movie? I know in Germany it's called Ragman. There's another name out there that I almost like better than any of them. It's called Death at 33 RPM. Oh, I haven't seen that. That is really cool. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I like it.
1: <laughs> well, because I mean, the the Halloween aspect of this movie isn't played up a whole lot, so they could have gone with the music aspect. You know, the Correct.
0: record, yeah, and that that would have worked. You know, just as well. The only thing that has to do anything with you know the trick or treat thing is the fact of they're playing the album on Halloween night. You know, yeah. Other than that, it could have been you know Fourth of July. It didn't really matter. So, <laughs> oh man. But uh, oh yeah, and and the there are
1: some cool Halloween gags in this. Um, not to downplay them, but there's one with pumpkins, and we'll talk about later that I thought was really <laughs> just really cool. Every time I see yeah. it, it's just neat. Um, well, this movie also stars Gene Simmons as a uh, kind of a skeezy late night radio DJ. Um, yep, and. I don't know. There are a lot of close-up shots of Gene Simmons, and he's not the kind of guy you want a lot of, like,
0: right-in-his-face shots. (laughs) (laughs) I will have to say, though, of all of his performances, going back and watching this, this is probably one of the better acting ones that he's done. Because I kind of forget that it's Gene when I'm watching it. Oh, no, he's good. Yeah, he's good in this. Um, Most of his acting is not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one person that's in this movie, and it's funny because I totally forgot, is her name's Alice Nunn. Most people <laughs> know her as Large Marge, man. Large Marge, man. PB's Big Adventure. Yeah. And, uh, man, that's just, there's a lot of faces in here you'll recognize, um, mm-hmm. but those are mainly like the, I don't know, the few... Top people. I mean, um, this movie. You were talking about it earlier, and before we get into it, that's one thing I was kind of talking to my wife about. She had never seen this, and I was showing it to her. um, Is you know, there's like a scene where they have Sammy Kerr in front of you know, like you know, the house for I don't know what it is. It's like some legal um, proceeding. And and back during this
0: time period, you had bands like WASP and Twisted Sister that were actually doing that nonsense. It was the PMRC thing that was going on. Tipper Gore was in charge of it. She was she's the reason that we wanted to have the parental advisory stickers on your music, which just made the album sell more, right? Oh yeah. But that's what that's what that whole thing was, was trying to censor music because it was just getting out of hand. So I always love the aspect of that, as we always think of, you know, your Republicans are the ones that are trying to keep everybody. No, man, this was was Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, in charge of this. And even John Denver showed up and defended (laughs) these guys. And they thought he would come in and say, oh, this music nowadays, it needs to be pulled back. No, he was like, man, you guys are making a huge mistake doing this. So they were totally kind of tipping the hat to that kind of situation, you know, because it was going on right when this was happening, so...
1: Well, and I feel if a lot of people saw this, and they saw the way Sammy... Sammy Kerr is the lead singer um, of his own band. If people... See the way he dresses, the way he acts, the things he does, and then him going up in front of them talking about that. Um, it, it's it, i mean, it's just like you know the whole Ozzy biting oh, yeah. the head off a dove, and and you know, because Sammy in this movie bites a snake in half. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean,
0: this this was pretty much reflecting what was going on directly at this time. That's what I, I mean, I can't make people understand that enough. I mean, maybe that's why people think it's so cheesy and stuff because they think it's all blown out of proportion, but this is what was going on, man. This is what the bands looked like. This oh, yeah. was the music. I mean, Wasp was up there drinking blood out of skulls, eating raw meat. You know, like you said, Ozzy with, you know, the, I think on the stage it was the bat thing that he did. He did the doves at the release party for his first album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In front of all the execs and stuff. <laughs> Incredible. But, uh, you know, I mean, this was this was the, the stage show, and, and, you know, it's it, it's art. I mean, even if you don't want to look at it that way, it's them pretending to be something that they're not. So they tried to make Sammy that in real life. Even though he was in a suit in, in front of the PMRC or whatever this thing was, he was still Sammy. And uh, we'll get to a, the scene of that here in a minute, because I don't want to ruin it till we get to it, but it's amazing. So this movie starts off, and... Um does it start off right away in a locker room scene? No, it starts off with uh, Eddie, or Ragman, is sitting and writing a letter on his that's, bed.
1: That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of intermingles.
0: He's writing, but it's also giving you a backstory of what he's dealing with. And I'm telling you, man, this was, uh, this was the mindset of the youth at this point. All your metalheads, it was me against the world. I mean, you know, you, you listen to these bands nobody understands you which was always the appeal right you wanted to be the the loner and all that kind of stuff but uh, he's sure. writing a letter to Sammy Kerr his hero who actually went to the same high school he did so it's an even bigger you know deal that you know that's his hero and while that's going on it shows him some some you know some scenes of him going to school and he's infatuated with this girl named Leslie who has not the time of day for him and you get some preps that are picking on him and they do the whole put the hole in the chocolate milk carton you know when you pick it up and drink it it spills down your shirt and you know so everybody's being mean to him cuz he's just an easy target like when they when they're picking on him they're kind of verbalizing you know
1: that he's a freak and who would listen to that kind of music and stuff right. i mean i mean even the teenagers at that time that were mm-hmm. you know the the jocks and the preps thought that people like that were weird you know why would you listen yep. to Sammy Kerr
0: yep and I I mean again I <laughs> I was living this because I remember I mean I was in a very small school and I was accepted but this is what I was listening to and I remember one of the jocks one time came up and was like hey man I bought that new Judas Priest album I'm like wow that's a breakthrough <laughs> you know and uh, I was like, well, what'd you think about it? Well, I don't know. I've just listened to that one song they play on MTV. And I'm like, well, there you go. It doesn't matter then, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you're just buying it for the one song, then whoopity-doo, you know. But he felt, you know, that that put him in that category of, you know, being on the cool side because he was listening to Priest, and, you know, he knew one song. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Man, imagine, imagine the the,
1: you know, the plethora of gold he would discover if he listened to the rest of albums. (laughs)
0: Right, yeah. And that's what I told him. I said, hey, guess what? If you like one song, you'll probably like another that's on there. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny how this works. He signs off on the letter, you know, that you know. hopefully uh, he'll be able to get out of this town, too, just like you did, and overcome, you know, the the, that, basically the whole outcast thing mm-hmm. of, you know, just not fitting in, small town.
0: You get this whole Rock's, rocks Chosen Warrior thing that's kind of the the, the feel in the air, right? They're going to rule the apocalypse. So there's all this crazy talk that was, you know, just kind of bogus stuff. Oh, we can't forget the uh, the locker room scene. Oh, that's, yeah, That the locker room scene, <laughs> like, it
1: sets it up as it's basically, it's, it's like if they were setting, there were a lot of parallels to this in Carrie. A lot of them. Yes. Yes. Um, and and the first scene of it, or you know, after the letter of the locker room, they basically strip them down and lock him in the. <laughs> they lock him in the gymnasium with the girls' volleyball team.
0: I, I love the fact that the girl just happened to have a Polaroid on her, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> she was in on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they found with his cassettes. They took it away from him. They're you know. Tass- passing it around, and he's just come out of the shower. Like you said, he, <laughs> they, he slides to catch the tape and slides right out the door. They open the door up and pull the towel off of him, and he's naked in front of all these girls playing volleyball. So, yeah. <laughs> if you
1: are going to find comedy in a movie like this, um, I do think you know it's horrible what they do to him, but it's funny the way he handles it, because he basically crawls like the back part of his body is or the lower half is paralyzed he just crawls on his hands dragging his his stomach out of the out of the locker room or the gymnasium that that's pretty funny i mean he had the the right idea
0: and i think that was uh director's choice too hey uh you know we don't need to really see anything yeah. here, you know yeah
1: yeah i'm going to make i'm going to make a whole series of family films in the future we don't need any sausage in this We don't need no air willies.
0: (laughs) AirPod. (laughs) AirPod. Oh, that's good. I like that. Oh, man. So, uh,. While wow, that's going on, uh, he finishes the letter, and, and there's a theme throughout this whole movie. I brought this up when I did on House of Wax, but it seems like every time they're home, they're washing clothes. <laughs> so uh, Skippy's gone, he's getting his clothes, he's taking them to the washing machine, and he turns on the TV when he walks by, and he's got his Walkman on, too, so he's jamming out, turn the TV on. And sure enough, there's the thing about Sammy's on TV, and it's, it's what we were talking about earlier, the PTA, uh, or the... the PMRC kind of thing going on. It shows at this point, Large Marge, and she is the president of the PTA, and she's talking about how you know this music is you know bad stuff and all this stuff and all that. And then it shows you know Sammy in his suit giving the rundown on those guys, you know, in in, you know the the government about the PMRC stuff. We will bring you down. You see, Ragman kind of give a yeah kind of (laughs) thing. And then it says As we were saying earlier, <laughs> Sammy Kerr dead at the age of thirty nine in a in a hotel fire.
2: Yeah. You know? <laughs> well and, and it's uh, funny too because you can the, see him
1: just the still they use of it, man. The like the, the screenshot yes, of Sammy. My... <laughs> it looks like he just smelled a bad fart.
2: It's
0: my favorite, man. I'm gonna post it out there. I love that shot. It's it's this Sammy Kerr and gives you the, the birth date and the death date and he's just like Rrr! It's like someone ripped a skanker in there It's the best, man I love it I want that on a shirt (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it it can be done At this point, uh, Ragman goes back to his bedroom And just starts tearing down Every poster on the wall He's upset And dude's got a Pretty massive collection I mean, there's two or three There's There's a Mylar Kiss Love Gun poster That's on the wall that would be worth a bunch right now. Uh, oh, if yeah. he wouldn't have ripped it in half. So, um, yeah. So, he's tearing everything down. And, you know, the uh, Lizzie Borden... Poster, yeah, that deserved to be ripped in half. <laughs> and, you know, there's a few of them there. It's like, okay, yeah, that can go. And uh, but yeah, I, I, my heart fluttered after a, a couple of those, you know. But then he goes up and he sees Sammy's poster and he's going to rip it and he stops and it's Sammy just looking down at him, right? And he just kind of freezes. And at this time, you get like I said, Fastway in the background playing the song called "Tear Down the Walls." It's killer, man. This it's fantastic. Uh, this is where he actually goes because uh, it's the morning. And he's actually going to, he goes by the radio station and meets Nuke. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, and I've got a soundbite of that. We was talking about Gene earlier. So this is Gene Simmons' character. And for you guys that have listened to my other show called Under My Wheels, it starts off with this. So I've always loved this uh, opening for this.
2: Wake up, sleepyheads.
0: It's body time! Yeah, this is the old nooster coming
1: at
2: you right here on this fine, fine rocktober morning. It's the sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and I'm gonna do it to you right here, right now! Wow,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: classic. <laughs> well,
1: what's real crazy about this is that when he gets he gets there, and it's like uh, you know, Gene Simmons acts like he personally like he went to school with him and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like they were like you know high school friends or whatever, and because he tries to tell you know Eddie the whole time, he's like, "Look, man, this this rock's chosen warrior thing is just you know way out of proportion. It's not, not who he was in school and all this kind of stuff." So he's kind of giving him that. It's like you know, Sammy started believing his own hype. You know, I love <laughs> you. Got Gene sitting there. And he's got like Terminator shades on and a cowboy hat with lots of little pins stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that'll that'll work. <laughs> but uh, what they got is he's got an actual copy of an acetate, so you've got the actual press recording from the record state or the recording studio of his of Sammy's last recording. And the deal was he was supposed to play it. On Halloween night at midnight, and Sammy had contacted him before he died and said, Hey, you know, I kind of want to do this thing. So that's kind of what they were going to do. But this was the only copy that there is. So there was no manufacturing of the album. This is the only copy. And uh, he sees how. Ragman is all tore up over the deal so he basically just gives him a copy gives him the copy of the album and he's like oh wait a minute I thought you had to play this midnight and he's like yeah I already copied on tape so Gene is bootlegging <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the radio station how cool is that
1: <laughs> well also just a handsome random teen like the only copy in existence of the, like the only hard copy because I mean, I Which, mean you, you can transfer it to tape but it's not going to be as good
0: well, my thing is you know the record company's going to want to release this cuz now he's dead. Yeah. He's going to have a, the album's going to sell like crazy. Uh but that's a different that's a different way to go based off of what happens in this movie. <laughs> you don't really want that to happen from this point. This goes back to uh school the next day, uh and this is where Leslie walks up to to Eduardo or Ragman. And says, hey, uh, here's your cassette. So she got the cassette that they actually threw in there for him to chase after. And and then she invites him to a pool party. Well, she gives him a picture of his bum back, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it soiled? <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to know
1: what these guys were doing with this.
0: Uh, so she invites him to the pool party. And uh, he shows up. And he's not dressed to swim at all he's still in his combat jacket and jeans and converse backpack and of course when he goes inside you see well uh, a lot of people just partying you see some naked people that shouldn't be the ones you see naked (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's some other ones you're like yeah what no no not that one the (laughs) other one no but uh, he goes in there and then uh, our main bad guy, whose name is Tim, comes up to him and is like, what are you doing here? And tries to give him a hard time. And they start messing with him. And they end up putting a weight in the back of his backpack and shoving him off in the pool and he just sinks to the bottom. So was their game killing him? Or? <laughs> no, man. They, these are just those kind of guys, man. I mean, as much as I relate to what Eddie is going through. There was these kind of guys, man. I mean, you know, if you if you didn't belong, I'm going to sound bad here. But we always talk about how bullying is such a thing now, and I know it's different. But bullies were different when I was in school, because <laughs> they would put you near to death for for just fun, you know and uh you know this was not that far out from things i've seen happen at school you know so i don't know calling somebody a name on on the internet is not near as traumatic oh as, no you know some of the things that i saw happen but anyway, oh no dude I, I, used to get le- I used to get legit like beat down and knocked out <laughs> um
1: yeah but that, that's a story for another day um <laughs> one thing about this though with with um crap what's the main character's name Eddie. It's weird because he's he's kind of a, an introvert and yeah, he's you know he doesn't fit in with any of the people there, but he still decides to go to this party, which is just I don't know, it's such a weird decision for him.
0: Well, he likes Leslie, and this is the first time she's even paid attention to him, so he's he's in right. Uh, well, she's seen his ass, not... and she didn't run away. <laughs> right. Yeah, she must be a keeper. <laughs> uh, but I think you know it's that thing again of you know hey. These guys, these kind of people are going to be mean to me regardless of where I'm at. Might as well take my chances, right? So he's probably never been invited to anything like this, so there you go. But uh, they put him in the pool, and he sinks like lead to the bottom, and then you see the shot up from the bottom of the pool, and you can see them standing along the edge of the pool and kind of laughing. Then all of a sudden you see somebody jump in. This Leslie, she comes down and picks him up, and... uh, you find out he's in the shallow end of the pool. He could have just stood up and been fine. So, there you go. So, they're kind of laughing about that. And he runs outside. She chases after him. And this is where he tells him he's going to nail them all. Then he walks off in squeaky shoes. Because they're wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a whole thing on House of Wax about the squeaky shoe. <laughs> uh,
2: he, so, goes, he
1: goes home and he's, he's angry about yep. it. And... Um, I don't know how How does he figure out The back masking on it It just plays automatically Backwards doesn't it
0: Well he puts the album on To just chill out Because you know That's what I do And when I want to chill out I'll throw on the heaviest music I can think of And uh, he's laying there And he falls asleep And that's when he starts Having that vision Is is the dream right Where it's Mm -hmm. the burning house And he goes up there And Sammy's in the circle And he's doing the backward speech stuff And when he wakes up that's what's stuck on the record. It's just playing over and over. So he walks over to it and puts his finger on it and it stops and he starts spinning it backward and that's when it starts telling him, you know, you're the bait, you know, let the big fish catch themselves. You're the bait, the bait is you. So, he hears that and he goes to school the next day and you see him like setting up things. Like he, he takes a a mop bucket and sets it out in the middle of an alley, moves a table a certain way, moves a chair a certain way in these alleys. And he goes in the to eat lunch and uh he takes Tim's lunch and just throws it all over him. And him and his whole bunch jump up and start chasing him. And uh <laughs> And then everywhere he runs, the things that he put in place take a few of the guys out of the picture, right? So it's like he's getting revenge on them. And he ducks into this room. I mean, there's a thing where they run through, they run through the library. They run through, a, like, a music class <laughs> and all these kind of goofy things. So that may be the comedy thing they're talking about with all this. Cause the li- one the dude, library part, for sure. Well, the the dude, too, that slips on the the, the wet floor and he goes, woo, and he goes right out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, when uh, they see him, they think he went in this one room, and they get a fire extinguisher and they open the door, and it's the the teachers, you know, conference room where they're just kind of sitting around the lounge or whatever, Dude, and they're that. just spraying all the teachers with <laughs> with the fire extinguisher. And uh, he was actually in the room across. So at that point, he goes back and he gets his buddy Roger to come over, and. Listen to the record and show him the message that he heard, right? And say, "What do you think?" He's like, "Yeah, you know." He says something goofy about uh, uh, about you know, well, it's thrashing and it's heavy. He's got a good beat, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Matter of fact, I've got a sample of. Let's see. Here's the backward message.
2: themselves. You're the bait. The
0: bait is you. So there you go. And that's kind of what he hears. Plays that for Roger later on. He's like, yeah, I don't really hear it. And he's like, look, man, I did what it said. Everything worked out great for the first time. I got them, right? So uh, this is where Eddie goes back later and he's playing the message again. And the record starts talking to him about, you know, nail them all. We got to start doing these things and, you know, we're going to get them all back. And then all of a sudden he says, be quiet. And all of a sudden his mom knocks on the door. So strange things are happening, right? <laughs> Well, you know,
1: and, and the, we talked about his friend Roger for a second, but throughout all of this, he's kind of the voice of reason, telling you know you think, sure. he looks at everything from like a logical standpoint. Like, well, you know, nothing's ever gone your way, so surely something was bound to go your way. And uh, it, it's cool because later in the movie, you know, it kind of turns a little bit. Like Roger yeah. changes.
0: Yeah. Well, of course, he looks like a an eighties version of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh I mean, yeah. He's <laughs> kind of got that kind of look about him. And, uh, and, you know, who else is a, is a headbanger going to have for a friend? It's going to have to be you know, one of the nerdy guys. The mom knocks on the door and uh, wants to know if everything's all right. Yeah, everything's fine, Mom. And then he, he goes back to the record, and it's saying metal machine, Six sick, sick, crush, right? So he keeps hearing that over and over, and it cuts to school. And the door, he's standing in front of a set of doors, and there's a 66 at the top of the door, and it's it's the machine shop that they have class in. And he just goes in there, sits down at a desk, starts eating. There's nobody in there. He's just kind of waiting because he thinks, okay, I'm just supposed to be in here. And then uh, Tim and one of his other henchmen show up, and they start roughing Eddie up. You know, hey, we had to do uh, janitorial you know, duties for the past three hours or whatever. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny because if they had to do janitorial duties, then why are they wearing, you know, ties? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was odd
1: in general. Just the fact that you know he's walking around the school. It's like he's going to an interview or something.
0: Preppies, man. I'm telling you, we had them. I mean, I remember seeing guys wearing ties too. It's just a weird thing. Uh, you know, everybody was influenced by different things. You know, when when you look at the MTV generation in the '80s, I mean, it, you know, we always see these '80s parties, and everybody thinks you're supposed to wear the neon colors and the leg warmers. That was just one group. <laughs> 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 there was a bunch of different 80s looks, right? And I'm sorry to say it, but the preppy look with the skinny ties and all that, big part of it. They go in there to rough him up, and uh, they start throwing wrenches and stuff at him, getting ready to really start beating him up. And then Tim's tie get caught gets caught in a metal lathe, and it pulls him down to it. And I'm thinking, all right, we're going to get some fulchy stuff going on right here.
1: Yeah, it really sets it up to be like that. And it's weird because it it, it, the, it goes up to his almost, like, up to his head, like, within, like, a centimeter. Yeah. And um, he stops it, and the uh, the preppy guy's still angry. He's like, I'm going to get you. And I'm like, you just <laughs> saved your
0: life. Dude. Exactly. Shut it off, shut it off. And then when he finally turns it off, dude's choking, right? Yeah. And he says, and goes, this ain't over. This ain't over. I was like, well, I think it's pretty much over. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Ed's all happy because now... It's like the record tells him what to do, and he does it, and he, he gets uh, they get their just desserts, right? So he jumps in his car. Here's one thing I don't know if you've noticed, but it's like every time they play some of the music, except for when Sammy's on stage, all the music's, like, backwards.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, and even when
0: he's in his car driving around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so he throws this cassette in, and it's obviously backwards, and he's just jamming out to it, running all the stoplights. But anyways... <laughs> this you is know, really good. Imagine excited. if you listen to it forward. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, some movies are probably better backwards, so maybe some music is too. Who knows? Uh, we just talked about Jaws the other day, and I said Jaws is the ultimate movie to watch in reverse. Because it's about a shark that keeps throwing up people till it gets so populated it have to open a beach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it after this whenever he does
0: the peace offering with uh, the bully? Oh, yeah, we're getting there. This is where, when Ed's out driving, this is where his mom's in his, in, his, uh, in his room, and she starts looking at all the album covers and hits the stereo, and it freaks out and gets real loud, and he comes in and like, what are you doing? Oh, just bringing your clothes in. And yeah, man, he throws that cassette, a blank cassette in the, in the cassette deck, and then throws the record on, and he dupes a copy of the record. But this thing's like... <laughs> it just starts... <laughs> makes a copy in like 20 seconds, man. It's like, wow. Man, if, if we had that back in the day. <laughs> We're now. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like the next day at school, Eddie's walking in there. He's all happy. Everybody's like, hey, uh, didn't see you last night. Everything's yeah, everything's great. Everything's good. So he's like in the best mood of his life. Because when you're wearing a zebra skin headband, life is good. <laughs>
1: Well, it just yeah, the way he carries himself, everything. It's like he's on top of the world. And yeah. even, even uh, yeah, they're they're like nobody, you know, it's just not his personality. Nobody recognizes that version of him.
0: Yeah, and that's where he leaves the cassette, and it says a peace offering. And it's just, you know, you, you have no idea what's on the cassette. And then it cuts away to Tim and Jeannie. Jeannie's the girl's name that is his main squeeze, I guess you'd say. And they're out in the car, they're making out. Tim says he has to go whiz. And so Jeannie slaps the cassette in the cassette player in the in the, the Walkman, and yeah, straight to take Bills it away,
1: Johnny. Out, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and like. You know, the, the music starts unbuttoning her shirt, and he's, you know, some yeah. titties start popping out. Titties! And, uh, yeah, next thing you know, man, it's like full on, like, Cinemax After Dark. Until at one point, she opens her eyes, and there's some green goblin looking thing. And not like Spider Man's green goblin, it's like an actual, like, it's kind of like the, the, the macaroni goblin from, uh, from, uh, yep. Mandy. It's
0: like very, very puppety looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's uh, it's kind of cheaply looking, but you know, hey, you open your eyes, you're kind of getting off, and this is what you see down there. Yeah, not a good move. <laughs>
1: yeah, you had even if a bad if it time, dude, she brought out a goblin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I always thought this was awesome because Tim comes running back and sees her laying in the back seat, and she's obviously naked, and uh, he. Reaches up, and her ears are smoking, you know, where the, where the this. headphones are. And he pulls one of the, the, the headphone earpieces away, and her ear is just, like, melted. <laughs> it really looks awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it may be, like, the most, like, gr- grotesque effect they have in this movie, honestly. Yeah. So, I, it's I'd a just, melted ear.
0: Yeah, it's great. And that's where it cuts back to... Ed's home, and then his mom is exercising and watching Ozzy on TV. And Ozzy is a is a preacher who's talking about song lyrics. And it's all sexual. unlike Gene, it's, a, it's just, all I get out of this is a sexual act. <laughs> so where Gene is delivering probably his best performance, yeah, Ozzy is not a good actor. <laughs> and
1: this is Ozzy in his heyday, too, you know, um... Post Sabbath, you know the height of you know his '80s career. Well, and this was you know, so this was right
0: when he was drying out. At this point, he was. Oh, actually, was he drying out? He was in rehab, and when you when, when you see him with his hair is really kind of short. That's kind of when he was going through a lot of the rehab stage, and uh, yeah, this is where uh, decline the Western civilization part two and all that stuff was going on. So he was in this point where he was trying to dry out. Oh, okay. So, that makes more sense. I don't know if that that means anything. To this performance—he'd probably been better <laughs> if he was high.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, do it like a dog. Is this the night that uh, the bully comes over to his house?
0: Yeah, this is—it's right there where we're at. So Tim shows up, and you know, you know. Again, I, I told my wife when I was skimming through this again, I was like, you know, you you ha, you know you got an eighties movie when your preppy is driving a, an Oldsmobile bill Cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he pulls up and starts yelling for Ed to come out front. This scene's fantastic, man. Oh, it's, yeah, awesome. He, Tim tells
1: me that, you know, she's like in, in the hospital. I thought she was dead. Yeah. I mean, that would be mean, pretty gnarly. I mean, after she was laying
0: there naked and he went ahead and had another 10, 15 minutes with her, then he took her to the hospital,
1: He's right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how hard it is when a girl doesn't have ears? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I I like the scene because he like he like he's talking to to Eddie and he kinda like you know like raises his voice and kinda goes a little bit toward Eddie and the two pumpkins Ooh. on the the porch like flare up with flames. It's so cool. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just a really, really cool little thing. And he notices it and so he kinda backs right. off. He's like, Man, I just want you to stay away from me, man. Which right. is funny yeah, he because just... he's in he's in Eddie's position. <laughs> Eddie probably wished the same thing at the beginning of the movie.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, he does his hand to, like, you know, tell him, like, hey, stand back. And when he does, those flames come up out of those jack-o'-lanterns. And it's like, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and get in my car now and leave, but I'm really angry with you. And when you're not teamed up with Satan, then, you know, I'll get you one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then this gets to where... Ed goes back inside, and he's talking to, to to Sammy again through the record, saying, okay, what happened? What'd you do to Jeannie? Nail them all. Nail them all. And then he brings up Leslie's name. And, you know, then then Eddie's like, no, no, man, she's innocent. She had nothing to do with it. And he's like, nail them all. And his mom knocks on the door, and he's like, let her in. We'll nail her, too. It's like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. And I got the sound bite, because this is where... Uh, Sammy is a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that one's fun, though. I like that. Oh, here we go.
2: Mom, I, I, I can't. I can't talk to anybody now. Please, just, just go away. Mom, could you come in here? Don't, don't come in. What? Mom, do not come in here. Please, don't come, don't in, come in, in Mom. Mom. No, please do not come in here, Mom. Don't come in. Please, come in. Eddie, no, Mom, don't. Mom, no. look, look, I just, I can't do anything right now, all right? Look at you, you're sweating. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just, I'm, uh, you know what it is, I'm tired. I'm just, I'm, I'm a very... But you've got a fever. No, no, really, I, I'm fine.
0: So, yeah, I mean, you're getting to the point now to where Eddie's starting to see how real this is. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to get those guys, and they're going to pay, and I'm going to nail every one of them. And then when it starts happening, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I didn't really mean it. Well,
1: Sammy, <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too, is if it had gone the way that Sammy wanted it to go, I mean, like, the mom ends up dead, or she ends up committing her son for, like, schizophrenia with, you know, right. the, the two personalities.
0: Come in the room! Man. Don't come in the room! <laughs> <laughs> I think my son's possessed. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, he tries to unplug the stereo, and... When he's doing this, then all of a sudden you get a light show coming out of the stereo, man. It's pretty awesome looking. And then all of a sudden uh, there's a Pepsi sitting up there. There's no telling how old it is, but it pours out and it pours on the album and starts burning up the record. Which, again, kids, public service announcement, if, if a Pepsi can do that to a record, imagine what it can do to your insides. <laughs> well, see what it does to the speaker next. It gives it like spikes or something. <laughs> like like pulsating yeah. spikes. Yeah, it ends up getting like veins and stuff popping in. So you, here you're getting some Cronenberg type effects going on, right? You know, instead of it being the TV screen like in Videodrome, you're getting the speakers where the face will have an impression on it and all that kind of stuff. And it's Sammy trying to come out, right? And um, all of a sudden, the this, cereal this just gets dead quiet and Eddie's on the floor. And then bang, Sammy's standing in front of him. And that's <laughs> this, this is where he walks by a TV, and Ozzy comes on the TV. And, These bad people just have to be stopped. And he just takes his hand and goes across the screen, and it like distorts Ozzy's face. And you hear Ozzy screams. So it's like he killed him through the TV. Yeah, I like that. And there's more of that to come, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so this is, yeah. let's see, what did, Shocker came after this, right? Yeah, Shocker was like 89, I think. Yeah, so it kind of took some of these ideas, right? Ooh, oh, yeah, totally. kind of what I think. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. So this one was kind of ahead of the curve. Well, this is way better than uh, Shocker too. I I have to agree, yeah. Um, so take that. <laughs> <laughs> they both have similar
1: soundtracks, though.
0: Yes, they do. But this is where uh, Sammy gives him the speech of, you know, you should be loyal to your heroes because they could turn on you. And it's like, whoa, okay. That's uh, that's kind of a threat. And then Sammy just disappears. Then uh, Eduardo grabs a baseball bat and just beats a stereo to death. And his mom is like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I wanted a new one. <laughs> that is <laughs> At this point, she should be starting to
1: really worry. She's worried because he has a fever. I'm like, your son just destroyed like a $1,000 stereo and was talking in two different <laughs> personalities.
0: Well, and of course you know, you always have to have the the totally disconnected parents in these kind of stories, right? Cause oh, yeah. That, that's just how these stories work. And uh, But, you know, she was in there messing around earlier, and the stereo came on automatically, so, you know, she can't be that naive to what's happening, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, she
1: seemed pretty pretty content in the room when she was doing, like, the, uh, the thigh workout or whatever she was doing.
0: At <laughs> this point, uh, now Ed's uh, been grounded, so he can't go anywhere. So he calls Roger, and Roger shows off his call waiting, which was a new thing at the time. <laughs> I didn't know call waiting came but, out in the uh, 80s. I thought it was like a 90s thing. Yeah, there you go. It's the 80s, man, the best time. <laughs> but uh, we kind of get this uh, conversation. now uh, Instead of just talking about it, I'll just let them talk about it.
2: I really need your help, okay? This is incredibly important. Well, what is it? There's a cassette tape that Tim has. It's probably in his car. What about it? I need you to go get it. Well, You're the one with the death wish. Why don't you get it? Because I can't go get it. Okay, listen, Roger, if I go get it now, if I leave the house, I'll really blow it with my mom, all right? I'm grounded through Halloween. She's totally freaking out. About what? Eddie! I'll explain later. Now, this tape is real shiny. You can't miss it, all right? And when you find it, you've got to destroy it. Do you hear me? And if you don't find it, you've got to call me back so I can think of something else, all right? Now, I'm counting on you. Okay, I'll be waiting by my phone. Okay, Roger, I'll uh, talk to you a little bit later. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: So there, there you go. There's the nutshell of what's happening. He feels like, okay, now we've got to start confiscating all the copies of this and destroying it. Because that's how you're going to keep him from getting out there and doing things to other people. Uh, so, that's a, it's a pretty cool idea, man. I really like it.
1: Yeah, I, I like this because, um, I don't know. It's basically kind of like one of those Beetlejuice situations, too, where... Um, you know, once Sammy gets into the real world, he doesn't really need, you know, he doesn't really right. need him anymore.
0: Right, yeah. And that's that's the whole point. I mean, Sammy's trying to, to come back and rule from beyond the grave. Well, it's funny, too, because
1: it's like, is he trying to get back to the town or just to school? I mean, maybe the town because of the radio station. But it's like, even, even in the afterlife, he has some pretty small time goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know. He don't want to get too big. He's no Beyonce, right, or anybody like that, so.
1: <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this devil.
0: No. <laughs> so, by the way, this is Halloween day, right? So he said he's grounded through Halloween. Well, that's just this day that he's on <laughs> today. She is not very strict. Uh, yeah, no. Well, she dresses like Madonna for, you know, for Halloween, so how strict can she be? <laughs> oh, and I love that the the, the boyfriend, her, her random yeah. boyfriend is dressed like
1: Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like the most weaselly-looking little dude.
0: Yeah, he's a little dude. But uh, Roger uh, Roger goes to break into Tim's car, and he's got a coat hanger, and he's trying to unlock it, and then he realizes the car's already unlocked. So he just reaches <laughs> in the car and gets the cassette. Then has to go back and get his coat hanger that he forgot that he left in there that he was trying to you know break the lock with. Jumps on his moped and takes off. And then uh, he gets back to the house, and... He sees the cassette, and he don't really want to destroy it. He wants to see what's on it. So he's looking at it. He's, he's going to put it in the player, and then the phone rings. It scares him. And it's uh, it's his buddy. Eddie's saying, hey, did you destroy it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure I did. Yeah. And uh, so he hangs up, and then he pops it in the player, starts playing it, goes in the kitchen to make him some kind of messed up smoothie. <laughs> Electricity starts going crazy. And there you go. Whippity bop. There's Sammy standing in front of him. This is where uh, he gives him instructions of what he wants him to do that night. And it kind of sounds like this. Roger.
2: Right I am a big
0: I fan of yours. I have all your records. Shut and up.
2: Gilstrom seemed to have self-destructed. Our weekly focus. Play looks my position. tape for me tonight. Of or die.
0: So play my tape for me tonight or die. So he wants him to take it to the school, to the school dance. And play the backwards
1: tape. It's it's kind of a catch twenty two also because it's like he's probably gonna die if he plays it also. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, the, you know, this is this, this is this easy thread. in the background of the scene is whenever um Large Marge from Pee Big Adventure <laughs> she's another one of those like right. angry um, you know, people who hates uh heavy metal and, and rock music or seems like she just hates all music. And he reaches through the T V and grabs her and pulls her into, it's, into the living room Roger's living room It's the
0: best man oh. Burnt to a crisp I mean she is nothing but just a cinder at this point And he drops her on the ground And she just breaks to pieces well,
1: and I think the best part of this though Is like right after the scene It cuts to Roger vacuuming her, her ashes up yeah.
0: He's got the hoover out And he's just trying to vacuum her up And, and, and she is ashes and stuff But she's like lump
1: Like yeah. lumpy
2: ash
0: it's hilarious, man. Uh, that's, and he just reaches and grabs her by the neck and pulls her through. It's To me, if you're going to show anybody one scene from the movie, that's the one I always have to go with. Because it's just... It's awesome. Such a great idea. And I, I want to say that... It, um, does it cut to the dance after this? Well, at this point, that's where you kind of see Mom and Stan, who are about to go out. And they leave Eddie in charge of handing out the candy. And... uh yeah, then it cuts to the school dance, and Roger comes in. He's got a cassette, and he goes over and he starts playing it, and <laughs> and that's when you get uh, that's when you get this right here with the little girls at the door. Good Mama <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! So she's at the door at first, and the phone rings, and he just slams the door and says, "Come back tomorrow." I think is what he says. Slams the door, go answer the phone, and it's it's his girlfriend Leslie, and she's talking about, her, "Are you not coming to the dance?" No, nah, I'm grounded. Well, yeah, and he's like, "Wait a minute, what's out of here in the background?" And he hears Roger playing the tape, so he's going now. And what you just heard is where the little girl is still standing at the door and says the same thing. And he just dumps the whole thing in her in her, uh, in her bag, and that from now on is going to be a, a short bus sound bite, because I just love the
2: whoa <laughs> Whoa!
0: <laughs> I just love the fact that like it's a good few
1: minutes before he comes back to the door, and she's just still standing there with her bag out, like
0: yeah she <laughs> never left. <laughs> she's persistent, yeah determined to get that candy. And then uh, Eddie jumps in his car and as soon as he does uh, you get to hear Sammy come on and tells him this.
2: Going to a party? I don't think so.
0: So Sammy's now driving the car.
1: Yeah, at this point, yeah, this it's become like, uh, you know, it's your full-on paranormal, you know, right. uh, possessed car movies.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, because the dude is dressed like a ghost that's on the bicycle, and he runs him off the bridge. <laughs> And he drives under a semi-trailer, and it chops the top off the car, and then the car is on fire, and it goes to the ledge of a bridge that's out, or, or it's a breakaway bridge, or whatever. And, well, eddie has got some pretty know. pretty uh, good reflexes, because there were several times he should have been dead. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, he reaches in, when, the, when the, the car is balancing on the bridge, he reaches and grabs the cassette and pulls it out and just rips the tape up, and jumps out of the car and takes running back to the school. So again, you're getting this whole thing of if you stop the music, you stop him. And uh, this is where it gets even crazier because now, back at the school, you get the introduction of this band that's going to play. And again, Roger's been playing this cassette the whole time. Uh, The guitar player goes over, he's having trouble with his amp, and all of a sudden a hand comes out of the amp and grabs that guy by the throat, and he just blows up. (laughs) It's like a big explosion on the stage and the guitar comes flying and Sammy's in center stage and he catches it and he works up the crowd, gets them into the show. This is a cool scene, man. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh... The only thing is, you can start seeing some of the solid gold dancers. Oh yes, yeah. he does. He does several <laughs> twirls with that guitar, man. And uh, my
1: wife, yeah. my wife is like, "How is he not like, getting tangled up in the cord?" And, and there's one scene where he like wiggles his ass, and then he jumps, uh-huh. jump, he jumps backwards and does a spin in the air, and you see that like the cords underneath him. And I said, "That's how you do it, <laughs> right
2: there." Right. <Good.
0: laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm of course in my mind. I'm like, why didn't they just give him a wireless mic? <laughs> you know,
1: make it a little easier.
0: I mean, they had them. At, they had them at this point. So,
1: hey, they had call yeah. waiting. They, they, you know, they had cordless mics. They probably even had oh, mic yeah. waiting
0: <laughs> for <laughs> Millie Vanilli. But it's a it's great because it works the crowd up, and they're all there. They're partying. They're like, he's even better than the real Sammy. That's the
1: funny part. Yeah, like is that they think it's this really good impersonator.
0: <laughs> and he's, he's breaking off these guitars solo, and you see lightning coming off his fingers. Then all of a sudden, he just starts shooting people in the crowd with the guitar, and they're exploding and just disappearing. He's like zaps them right there on the spot. So at this point, the crowd is taking off. They're scared. Poor old Humpty Dumpty up there, man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he gets he gets zapped.
0: Yeah. So like you said, it's very Carrie esque at this point, right? Because the crowd's running like crazy, and he's just. Doing whatever he wants to, he's swinging from the basketball goals and blowing people up. Everything's fun until he turns around and kills the drummer. And then everybody just, all right, it's over now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now we don't have a beat. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I mean the, the the Fastway soundtrack of this is just you know it's just killer. Well, I, I think it's cool that the band knew knew his songs that had never been released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, too. they hopped right but into then, those. This might have been an older song though. We don't know. Oh, this could yeah. have been a this could have been a early career song at this point because you know he was thirty nine when he died, so he probably had his heyday in his twenties or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of spe- speculation for this movie. <laughs> we're, we're asking questions nobody else did in making this. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, uh, you got a scene where Leslie. Leaves when when all the chaos is happening to go to the bathroom. I don't know if she's changing back into civilian clothes or what. She's tired of her costume. But Tim follows her in there and he starts making his move on her. Are you making it with Weinbauer, which is Eddie's last name, and all this kind of stuff. And then he ends up making a move on her. She runs out. He starts chasing her. And in the background, you can hear all the chaos that's going on, but they just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's nuts about it. I mean, nobody's nobody's reacting. It's like, yeah, I hear people screaming and explosions, but, you know, I'm just worried about this this guy that's hitting on me. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they get in this hallway, and then Eddie shows up and sees Tim, and they kind of get in a little confrontation. And then all of a sudden, electricity kind of happens behind Tim, so you know Sammy's on his way. And at this point, Eddie's trying to save Tim, even though he don't like him. He knows that something bad's about to happen. Well, Tim doesn't agree with him. And then uh, Sammy grabs a hold of him and picks him up and slams him against the ceiling and the walls and the floor. And So, yeah, this is right before they leave, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is in the hallway, and they're fighting. And then that's where Roger shows up, and he takes the, I don't know if it's a crowbar or what, but he pops the electrical panel open and shocks himself to get rid of Sammy, which I still haven't figured out. How that really works, but okay. Yeah,
1: no, that shouldn't. That that logic doesn't work.
0: <laughs> I mean, I understand stopping the music, but stopping electricity. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Even though it looks really good when he does it,
2: because
0: mm-hmm. he does almost kind of a Freddy Krueger kind of di- disappearing, you know, thing that happens. It, it looks really cool for the time. Oh yeah, and
1: at this point, I think aren't um, isn't Eddie like wanted for questioning or something?
0: Oh yeah, they they walk out front of the school and everybody's like, Hey there he is. That's the guy responsible for all this. Which how do how, how do they how do they
1: like I don't understand how they came to that conclusion?
0: I don't either. I guess because of the music you know, because Roger was playing the music and it had to be Eddie because he's the weird metalhead guy? I don't know. We just had to have a reason for the cops to chase them, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Oh yeah, and you get a really cool cop scene too, where you know. The, oh, <laughs> well, well, first of all, like I think this is they go to they go to Eddie's house, right? And well, you you're actually you're on it first because they do they do they're going across a yard. And Sammy jumps out of a that's window. That's what it is. Yeah, Sammy's in someone else's house, breaking their, right. breaking their stuff. So what's happening now is Sammy can make your radio turn on and turn over to the station, the radio station that's playing his soundtrack now, or the, the new album, and he can just pop up anywhere he wants to, as long as there's current, I guess. And he just jumps through this random window out of a house for, I don't know, Just because he wants to, I guess. But when he does, a cop sees what's going on. And I've got a soundbite of that right here as well. Goes like this.
2: This is Shevin Becker requesting backup at 4th and Chester. Have visual of suspect matching description of Edward Weinbauer and female companion. I also have one strange son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) and."
1: Freeze your ass, buddy, or I'll give you a jolt you'll never forget.
0: <laughs> so he shoots him with a stun gun, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically, so he like, you- sends that current back into the cop, and
0: uh, it's just the the, the police boots <laughs> left there. Smoking boots. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's some of your comedy stuff. I don't know. But uh, for, for you guys that haven't seen this movie... I mean, obviously you can look up pictures of Sammy Kerr, but if you just look at Tommy Lee from Motley Crue back in like the Shout at the Devil kind of days, if you took him and Nikki Six and mix them up, that's kind of this character. That's kind of what Sammy looks like, except he's burnt. Like, half of his face is burnt because he died in this fire. So, I guess when you come back from the grave, you know, unlike in Star Wars, you come back, you know, still with your wounds. (laughs)
1: Well, that's in pretty poor taste. If it was an impersonator, I mean, he's coming on. He's coming up there and performing the burns on him. <laughs> it's like he jet too soon, not- man.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, in the eighties, we didn't we didn't call things like that. We just rolled with exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um- But, but like you said, back at Eddie's house, though, they're in there, and he's going around and he's turning off all the radios or smashing them, but they forget one. There's one that's in the bathroom, and it's a little bitty radio, and you kind of get a foreshadowing of it early on, where Eddie's in the shower and he's got the little radio playing, but... The speaker is about as big as a as a dime. So somehow <laughs> Sammy comes out of that speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well,
1: isn't this the before that where like every room is smashing it, then it like comes on in the next room, and yep. it just keeps going room yeah. to room.
0: Yeah, I love this. this That's cool. It's the toilet scene. I love this. <laughs> yeah, the toilet scene, right? <laughs> love this. Yeah, because he he jumps down and they shut the bit, the bathroom door. Then he you see the handprints burn through the door. I that which that I always was cool. thought was. Killer. Yeah, that was really neat. But the door just explodes, and when he comes in, he trips over something, because, you know, rock stars, they got to wear those big, heavy, ugly boots and, you know, trip over stuff. And he trips, and his hand goes right in the toilet. You see him start electrocuting, right? So it's like electricity going in the water, and it's killing him. And he about gets out, and so they flush the commode to give him another jolt while they get away. Yeah. I mean,
1: that was, I mean... It's kind of foreshadowing to what the, you know, what's gonna happen next. But it's also that was probably the one thing that was like, okay, maybe he
0: let a toilet take him down. Right. <laughs> well, because he seems like completely helpless in that scene. You know, if 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 that was gonna be your s- sense of defense, why didn't you just get in the shower and turn the shower on and just stay in the water?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean obviously it's not gonna go in there.
0: Yeah. But I guess because we have to proceed on, you know. But anyways, uh, they run outside to get in a car, and (laughs) it's a white Pinto station wagon that they're trying to get, and then all of a sudden the radio changes over to the channel, and it starts getting possessed, and it starts running around backwards on its own, because Sammy's driving it, I guess. Ed jumps out of it, and then they find the cop car, and they find the boots that's just down the road (laughs) where that cop got fried. So they get in the cop car, and they decide to go to the radio station. We're going to stop this main recording, and this will all be over. So they come up with this plan where they get to the radio station, and it looks like the bedroom in Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Electricity going up and down the wall. Stuff is flying around. Yeah. And uh, so Ed says, all right, here's what we're going to do, Leslie. You stay out here. You're going to count to 100. And I'm going to take the cop car, and I'm going to pull Sammy in there with me and then you can run into the station and get rid of the tape so that's the plan that's kind of what they do and he throws a little radio in the back seat of the cop car so it's in a cage so he can't really get to him and he starts calling him out sammy pops up and they you know kind of have a back and forth and he just runs off just like before with the car i thought it was going to go off in the water well this time he does which, you know, again, we know the the association of Sammy in the water. And about that time is exactly when she counts to 100. So I don't know how they worked that out. Well, she was counting really slow, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very slow. <laughs> then she runs in, pulls the reel-to-reel tape down, throws the machine down. Supposedly, that's the end, right? And then we get... Uh, The scene at the end where Eddie gets on the radio and he says exactly what Nuke said earlier, you know, wake up sleepyheads. Yeah. Well,
1: and then there's like there's this part of me that feels like he's still a wanted fugitive, (laughs) especially when they find just the cop's boots.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, being that they were last seen chasing Ed, and this is all they found of the cop. Yeah, I mean, nobody else knows that Sammy was (laughs) killing all these people, so yeah, Eddie's your your guy. You should be after, right? dude and they could do a follow up to this man they could uh
1: you know it's it's eddie he's been in a sanitarium for like 30 years and uh he finally he finally gets out man and there's this new shock rocker and he's like trying to
0: warn everybody that this guy is the new one so, i don't know <laughs> or what if there's a new shock rocker but he's kind of an innocent dude but, but eddie turns him into you know he starts killing people and blaming it on this guy there's our twist
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> Man, this is I this is just a fun movie. I mean, it's it's it is. it's cool. It's just a f- really cool movie and yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's had the uh you know, the the bad luck of having um music rights issues as far as releases go. Yep. And that's why nobody's really gone and um upgraded the picture quality or anything because I I don't feel like any of the companies feel like it's ever going to get a release or they're going to get to release it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's still tied up with the, the rights of the music, and it, it's weird that a band like that would be the reason that they're holding back this movie. I mean, it's it's a De La Renta's production, so you know, it'd be easy for it to get redone, remastered, and all that stuff, but they're kind of holding back with the rights of the music, so it's like, come on, guys. I mean, I don't know if you saw in the news or not, but Rat, uh, yeah, because of the... I mean, they're in the Billboard Top Twenty again. That is insane, man. Because of that man. commercial. Yeah, Geico. So, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not go for it, man? You know. Hey, let's re-release this movie. Who knows? We may have a another resurgence of her career. I guarantee you, we'll probably see a Rat reunion because they're all split right now. All, all the people in the video, that the commercial, there's only two of them that's actually from the band. Everybody else is different people. So I bet you we see what they can get back together. I know one of them's dead, but you know i bet they have some sort of reunion cuz hey we've got the interest again so who knows and yeah, when
1: i saw that trending that rat was uh on the billboard charts again i was like that's insane man
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy
1: so hey more power to them, man <laughs> um i don't i don't know if we should rate this i i feel like uh, cuz you can't rate this short bus style right <laughs> nah
0: nah. i mean to me i mean it's just You know the overall impact of this movie. It's it's one we both love, um, regardless of what anybody says. The main thing we just wanted to kind of talk about it because I know Johnny just got a a recent. Uh, kind of upgrade version. I think you can get them from from other countries and stuff, and get a decent you know scan of them. Well, that, that, I've got the actual copy that you were just talking about. That's got Gene and Ozzy on the cover. Well,
1: that's that's the copy I had too. And um, my my mother in law for my birthday got me the uh, it was like a I don't know a Blu-ray release of it from overseas. And man, like it has the whole Fastway soundtrack and stuff on as a special feature. But cool. the picture quality is the same as the DVD oh. Like exactly Man So I mean um, There's really no no upgrade with the the picture or anything I think I would love to see that man I, I know the, there's a German one called Ragman And supposedly that one has like
0: I don't know if it's 1080p or what But it's supposed to be better than the DVD Yeah. We need a four K scan so we can see that rubber monster attacking that girl in the car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wanna see I want a four K scan so I can see Large Marge get pulled out of the TV. Yeah man.
0: That's it's the best. Absolutely the best. Uh but yeah, man, I've I've always loved this movie. I I I never get tired of it. It's not when I just kinda go, yeah. It it just hit all the right buttons for me growing up. I mean, it was right where I was when this came out. I was the target audience for this movie. Well, dude, so, like uh, the thing is,
1: is you know, um, the nostalgia for all things '80s is so big. You would think yeah. that a movie like this would be right up everyone's alley right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just goofy enough that that you end up just saying, hey, you know, this is this is a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, that's what you want to come with, come away with, and that's that's kind of where horror movies were trending at this time, right? And it, you could say that kind of was the demise of it, which kind of led to the nineties kind of meh yeah. period. But you know, uh, this was the fun times. You know, uh, you're not going to outdo the first Halloween. You're not going to outdo the Exorcist. You're not going to outdo you know the the first Texas Chainsaw. So at this point, you just have to do like the Italians do and just, hey, let's just uh, let's just show them something they haven't seen before. So, that's where these movies kind of fell into place. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I I love a lot of movies that came out at this point and a lot of them are super cheesy. That's how you end up with Death Spa and things like that,
1: right? <laughs> well, hey, have you um, were you at Texas Frightmare in, I think it was 2000 man, I want to say it was like it was when it was still at the old convention center, it must yeah. must been two thousand ten or eleven. I don't know. And Robert Hull, who did laid to rest, was talking about remaking this. Like he had he had footage they had shot. Yeah, called old scratch.
0: Well, I, yeah, and there, there was a, uh, a I believe uh, Mark Prince. Was supposed to be there, or Mark Price, right? Yeah. He was supposed to have been there that year and and backed out. Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, like, the musician who was in the movie, like, I I know they had the guy from Buck Cherry, which, eh, I mean, (laughs) you know, whatever, but but the footage they showed from what was already shot is, I don't know if it was like demo reels or whatever, it looks really awesome. Yeah. And I was yeah. thinking, man, if, if this movie is still holds up and is still really cool, but I would love to see like you know it reimagined for like a new generation just to see. Um, but of course, that um, Robert Hall just keeps doing late rest movies and you know <laughs> moving moving <laughs> yeah. adult star to adult star as wives. So right, um, well, I, well, I called you know. I called him out on that, and he I, he had made two movies after that, and he said something about late dress three, and I was like on. The laid to rest page, and I said, "Hey, man! I said, what happened, to old Scratch? You know?" And he's like, "Well, we haven't have the money, well, dude. You've made how many movies since <laughs> then? <laughs> You're still making the other ones, yeah. So yeah. it's never
0: going to happen. But um, so we have this, and, and this, that's good too. Yeah. Well, and of course, uh, probably because of the other movie coming out called Trick or Treat at that time period, probably put a damper on." Any kind of remake or whatever as well. So, who knows? I mean, because most of the time when you bring this movie up, you get that people don't know which one you're talking about. You know? Yeah.
1: They, yeah. It's always the 2006 movie. Yeah, and which is great. Yeah, yeah, It's a great movie. Um, I always tell them no, it's or not R. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, "What?" But I know
0: you and I both have a Sammy have a Sammy Kerr shirt. So, oh yeah, that, that tells you how much we love this movie and On the back of the
1: shirt, it's got him shredding on the front in flames, and the back right. says "Death" or no, no, it says, "No False Metal."
0: No, no false metal. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny because I there's a Weezer album called "Death to False Metal," and I always get those two mixed up. Uh,
0: <laughs> Weezer, oh. they're awesome. <laughs> I wonder if that was kind of a a nod to this. Honestly, could have been. Could have been. I mean, they're they're in that age group for sure. So, oh yeah. But yeah, folks, I mean, that's that's kind of how we're going to do these episodes from time to time. Just, uh, you know, I know we've got two or three we've talked about bringing into this kind of format. Let us know what you think, or if you have some movies that maybe you want us to cover that maybe are not the worst movies, we're open to that too, man. I mean, between Johnny and myself, we've watched a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but don't worry, Short Bus will be right back on, on time like normal so we just uh, wanted to try to do this a little differently you got anything else you want to say about this movie man No, not
1: about the movie Um, as far as the show goes I mean the next one we have lined up with the guest is uh, from what I've heard from the guest it's one of the most awful movies ever made so that ought to be pretty fun (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to try to get that done here pretty quick. But uh, I don't know. This just kind of popped up, and we said, hey, let's uh, let's just do this for a change and see how it goes. So you let us know what you think about it. And uh, I just want to say, I mean, I, I see the numbers from the, the downloads for, for uh, all the shows at Legion. And even though we don't put out as many shows as probably as we should... We still have a lot of downloads, and that's you guys. Yeah, we love you for listening, and we we appreciate it because if we knew what we were doing, <laughs> we would be pretty good at it. But we're just doing this for fun, and it it tickles us that you are finding enjoyment with it as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, it just blows me away that that we're still getting you know pretty heavy downloads even though we only do like an episode a month or so so and uh maybe we should try to do a little better i don't know we can i mean it's just you know things come up you know pandemic
1: (laughs) you know (laughs) things happen and and i'm sure everybody understands i mean when ricky tells me when you tell me the uh you know the amount of listeners and stuff i i I just all i can think is whoa
2: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
1: <laughs> oh man. But now this is fun. I had, I had a good time and I, yeah. I love coming on here. We're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna have something completely
0: horrible to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh Johnny, you got anything else you want to say, man? No, thanks for listening, everybody. Alright, we will see you later, folks. Adios. Peace.